You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 80. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Depending upon the circumstances of my day, this week's song, Beyond Me by Toby Mac, is thrilling, it's comforting, or it's overwhelming. And I say it's thrilling because I love thinking big. I love dreaming big. I see bigger, better, more effective, and I think, wow, let's try that. And then in those times, God says back at me, you think that was great? You think that was big and shiny and amazing? Well, just wait until you see what I was thinking. My biggest thoughts can't match God's because his way of thinking is way beyond me. In Isaiah 55, 8, he says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. I love that. And I read that and sometimes think, how thrilling. And then what I think is big is nothing compared to what God can do. And so that brings me comfort. And it actually reminds me of that children's song that we sang when our kids were younger. It was, my God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. How comforting to know that no matter how fierce our circumstances, even though it may be beyond me, it's not beyond him. And that knowledge can sometimes be overwhelming. Remember I said thrilling and I said comforting and overwhelming. I'm a gal that likes to have a grip on my situation. I like to see it clearly and have a plan of action to function in the environment that I'm in. But God has designed it to be beyond us. Just listen. You're telling me, Michelle, that this feeling of not being able to cope and handle the situation is what God wants? I'm not sure, but I know he wants us to be dependent upon him. And I also know that he doesn't waste anything, even tragic circumstances brought on by our own choices or the choices of others. And Jeremiah was in that situation. His country was taken captive because of the historical sins of the people against God. And then God finally relents and allows these pagan kings to take control of the promised land and the promised people. And it was a result of their own choices as a people. And then as a result of Jeremiah's obedience to God, that's right, I said obedience, he was in chains. So he's in an uncomfortable situation because of his choices but his choice to obey. And so if you read all of Jeremiah, you're going to see that he was in humiliating circumstance after humiliating circumstance. And God used Jeremiah as a vessel to try to warn his people. 
Now, I'm going to read from the voice translation today, and there's a bit of an introduction in that version. And um, before I read the verse that led me to to Jeremiah 33 today. So it says in the voice, time is growing short. This is not scripture. This is like an introduction. Time is growing short. The city is being squeezed, and the dreaded enemy is one step closer to victory. Some hope Egypt might come to Jerusalem's rescue, but nothing can stop her inevitable defeat. In these dark days, just before the fall of Jerusalem, Jeremiah is still a prisoner of the king. People come to Jeremiah as he sits shackled in a courtyard surrounded by guards. In this humiliating scene, another message comes to the prophet from God. Once again, Jeremiah is looking past the city's present despair to a future God is showing him. One day, God will restore Jerusalem and the people of Israel. And then here's the verse that I wanted to read to you. The Eternal One says, Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you of great things, things beyond what you can imagine, things you could never have known. I love this idea of things being beyond me, just too much for me to achieve, too much for me to understand. And there are many places in scripture that either say or imply that God's ways and his plans and his purposes are beyond us. And goodness knows the overall story of God woven throughout his word confirms this. So I have a quick question. Is God really a God you want to serve if you can fully comprehend him? I know we struggle with these things where if we don't know the answer, sometimes we feel like we lose our credibility or that uh, we can't be as persuasive. But God is God. He is beyond us by definition. So after finding this verse, because of that word beyond, I went ahead and stayed in Jeremiah chapter 33. So I don't want you to miss the wonderful introduction to this chapter because of what it says about God. It says, For a second time, the message of the Eternal came to Jeremiah as he was being held in the court of the guard. The Eternal, who made the earth, who formed and fashioned it, the one whose name is the Eternal, has this to say. And then he went on to, to say this verse, call on me. Now, I, uh, I want to stop for a minute here. And I don't want to let this familiar piece of knowledge become so commonplace that we don't stop to take a moment to consider the gravity of it. The God we serve is eternal. He has no beginning and no end. He formed and fashioned the earth. Go outside and look around. That is beyond me. Do you understand? We read these verses about God. We read it quickly to get to the stuff that we think we want to understand. And we forget that God is God and that by definition, he is beyond us. I have many friends who are doctors and what they do every day blows my mind. I mean, I'm in marketing and so I can make, you know, pretty PowerPoints and um, ads uh, uh, and and things like that, magazines, but uh, they cut people open and fix them. (laughs) So that just blows my mind. And the knowledge that God has unlocked the minds of men is profound, and yet it's unending. You know, there are always new studies and new breakthroughs and new discoveries 
The depth of God is unending, and he formed and fashioned the earth and everything in it. And even though man has been given thousands of years to discover it, we have not come to the end of our knowledge of it. The magnitude of it all is beyond us. So again, God gives Jeremiah and the people of God then and forever, really, a command and a promise. Listen to it again. Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you of great things, things beyond what you can imagine, things you could never have known. And then he begins to give them a glimpse of what at the time is beyond what they can imagine, okay? Because they are demolished and all but completely captured at this point. They have no hope for their future, but God. God has something to say about it. And I'm going to read uh, verses 4 through 9 in Jeremiah chapter 33. And again, I'm in the voice, okay? The I, the eternal God of Israel, tell you that all these public buildings and royal palaces have been dismantled in vain. You thought you could strengthen the city walls with the scraps of those buildings, but it is a useless defense against the siege ramps and swords of the Chaldeans. In this fight, the city will be filled with the dead whom I will destroy in my anger and wrath, for I have hidden my face from this city because of their wickedness. Nevertheless, keep watching. I will restore this city and heal the wounds of my people. I will lavish them with peace and stability. I will bring both Judah and Israel back from captivity, and I will rebuild their land to what it was before. I will cleanse them from all the sins they committed against me and forgive all the wrongs they have done and all the ways they rebelled against me. Jerusalem will have a sweet-sounding name once again. The good I do for her will bring me joy praise, and honor among all nations of the earth, for they will be in awe and tremble at the peace and prosperity I give to this city. Now let's break down what we've just read right there to see in the circumstances here and see if we can learn anything that we're going to, are going to enlighten our own circumstances. Okay, so the people of this city were taking pieces of these buildings and trying to reinforce the walls to protect themselves from attack. And so literally they're taking pieces of their previous glory, pieces of their previous way of life, and they're using the physical pieces of their former way of life to frantically build defenses to protect themselves and strengthen the walls around the city, kind of as a last-ditch effort. And this really harkens back to some of what we talked about in episode 72. We used Nicole Nordeman's song, The Unmaking, uh, on that episode to springboard our study and discussion. And the people were trying to hold everything together as it was falling apart, just like we talked about in that episode. The consequences were were coming. You know, the destruction was coming and they were in survival mode. But I love the word nevertheless. Nevertheless, God will restore, lavish peace and stability, cleanse and forgive and do good. I don't want you to miss the point, though. He's going to do all these wonderful things. I hope you're feeling like, ah, but he's doing it for not for the glory of the people or even for their their good, 
uh, although I will tell you that restoration and peace and stability and cleansing and forgiveness, it benefits them. But it is for God himself. himself. The restoration, the peace, the stability, the cleansing and the uh, forgiveness brings him joy, it says. Did you know that? That bringing peace and stability to his children brings God joy? Oh, but we take it for granted. I know when I am in desperate need of peace and stability, but am I grateful for it when I'm in a season of peace and stability? There are those of you who are going to identify with this song because you're in a piece of unrest and instability. Well, what about you? I know that there's listeners out there who are in a place of peace and stability. Have you stopped for a moment to say, thank you, God, that you have blessed me with this peace and stability in this season of my life. And I know that it brings you joy to give it to me. Well, whether I'm grateful or not, it does bring God joy to give it to me. And then it should result in praise and honor. So if you are in a place right now of peace and stability, I encourage you, give him praise, show him honor in this season of your life because it brings him great joy to give it to you. Now it talks about cleansing. And I tell you, sometimes the cleansing is rough on us, but he wants to do good to us and he wants to cleanse us and forgive us. I think there's something important about that. I know we like to receive the forgiveness, but we don't want to go through the cleaning up. And we realize that we'll say, oh, you know, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins if we confess them and to purify us from all unrighteousness. It talks about that in 1 John. But I tell you what, purification is a process. It takes time. Forgiveness has been given. But cleansing and purification is a process that is sometimes painful. But this too should result in praise and honor. And it brings our Heavenly Father joy to do this for us. In fact, all the restoration, peace, stability, cleansing, and forgiveness will result in his praise and honor among all nations of the earth. They will be visible gifts to us. So your circumstances might be desperate. You might have even more disaster on the horizon. But know this, it will not always be so. Listen to Jeremiah 33. It says, listen to me, Jeremiah. You say this place will become a desolate wasteland with no people and no animals, but it will not always be so. The towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem may indeed become lifeless, but I, the eternal one, promise you the silence will be broken. Once again, you will hear the sounds of laughter and joy, the sweet words of the bride and bridegroom at a wedding, and voices of those who bring thank offerings to the temple singing, give thanks to the eternal, commander of heaven's armies, for he is good, his faithful love endures forever. Your current situation may be a desolate wasteland, but God is a God who restores Your situation may be beyond you, but it is not beyond him. And maybe, just maybe, this is right where God wants you so that you won't rely on your own strength or take the credit because his ways are higher. He may be calling you to new levels of faith and trust. So what can my process this week teach you as you explore God's word on your own. I want you to be able to do all of this that we've done today by yourself. I love that you're listening to what God showed me this week, but he wants to show you something too. 
So I use songs every week to inspire me to dive into scripture. You can do the same. It's not like I have the corner on the market, but you're not limited to that. You know, here's a few Bible interaction tools that I use this week to prepare my thoughts for you. And they're very transferable. You can do this on your own. So if you listen closely, you probably noticed I really honed in on the word beyond. Now, I was inspired by a song, but maybe it was a verse that you read or a poem or a sermon you hear. Inspiration can come from anywhere. So if there's a word or a phrase that catches your attention, look to see if this is a topic that you can explore in Scripture. You can use an online Bible tool like BibleGateway.com or BibleHub.com. You can search for that topic or term in the search fields. It's okay to skip around at this point until you find something that really catches your eye. Now, in my case, I read an article at New Release Today where Ken Davis interviewed Toby Mac about the song, and they referenced the verse in Jeremiah 33 that I used as my jumping off point. There were other references listed too, but here's your next Bible interaction tool. Pick one, choose a verse, and then go find that context, that larger section of scripture that includes the verse you're looking at, and then just sit and soak there. Try not to skip around too much at this point. Once you find a place to land, land, okay? And maybe the word beyond led us to Jeremiah 33, but while we were there, we learned some other things, that God is a God who restores and lavishes peace and stability and cleanses and forgives and does good for his glory and for my good. Because of his great love and faithfulness, we learned a lot just by kind of sitting and landing and looking at the context. Another thing I was reminded of through my study this week is that I will never know the great and wonderful things beyond me if I don't call on him and ask him and listen. That's another Bible interaction tool, prayer, talking to God, asking him to show you things that are beyond you. Next, I read Jeremiah 33. I read it in a different translation than I'm used to reading in. I read it in the voice translation, which is available for free on BibleGateway.com. So reading in an unfamiliar translation is a great Bible interaction tool that will bring new things to light. And then finally, I'm sharing what I learned with you. Use the Bible interaction tool of sharing with others. Grab a friend and say, I read this chapter today and look at what I found. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It doesn't have to be an official blog post. It could be those things, absolutely. But it could be as simple as grabbing your child or grabbing your spouse or grabbing a friend and just talking to them about what you've learned. That is a Bible interaction tool as well. Now, you can always use this podcast as a catalyst to jump into God's Word. I know I generally don't uh, pick up my Bible and hop into Jeremiah for light reading. So explore chapter 33 and maybe even beyond this week. Because I'm feeling like there are circumstances in my life that are beyond me. And it sent me into God's Word. And I searched. And through that search, I learned so much more about Him. I wasn't even going looking for that. But that's what he revealed to me. Now, if you do it right, God will always teach you more about himself. You know, you think you want answers, and his reply is always, I am the answer. I needed to hear that myself this week, so I'm going to say it again. There are many times that I desperately call on God for answers, and his reply is to remind me that he is the answer. 
That's beyond me though. So, which is right where he wants me. Not because it's uncomfortable, but because he has so much more for me. In fact, our song this week describes it as the great unknown. What's next? Now, I've shown great restraint, I have to tell you. Well, I guess maybe God has restrained me from going further into Jeremiah 33. Because there is a foreshadowing of Christ in this chapter that is so cool. So, what's next for you? Read Jeremiah 33 for yourself, the whole thing, and pray before you start. Ask God to reveal anything in this text that might be beyond you. Practice active reading like we've talked about on previous episodes. Reading slowly for understanding and revelation and application. Read it over and over again. Try different translations. Pull out your study journal and jot down questions or applications and just all around interesting things that you've read. So, and while you do that, while you're in God's word this week, would you let me know how you're doing? I really am excited for you to jump into Jeremiah 33. You can email me directly, michelle at michellekneesat.com. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook, and I would love to talk to you about what you're reading in God's word. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week. I want to shout out to Joel from South Carolina, Sarah from Georgia, Becky from Minnesota, Carolyn from Pennsylvania, Pamela and Skylar, both from Texas, and Rhoda from Canada. They are my newest subscribers to my website. And I want to tell you the benefit of subscribing is that I'm going to email you once a week. And in that email, you will get a memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, or your desktop. Or you can print it out and put it wherever you'll see it every day. And it'll also include a recap of that week's episode. And if I create any supplementary resources that I do from time to time, they will be included straight in that email. And it's just my way to thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com and subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of the podcast. It'll come straight into your podcast app if you subscribe in iTunes. While you're there, leave me a written review and a star rating. It encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Joel, who says it is an encouragement in his Christian walk, And Caleb, who is a hardcore music lover and says it automatically drew his interest and helps listeners grow in their walk with Christ. Joel and Caleb, your kind words are so encouraging. Thank you for the review. And Caleb even gave me a suggestion for a future episode, which I absolutely welcome from all of my listeners. Thanks again. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Cast My Cares by Finding Favor to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 80. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.